Welcome to the Excellence in Enterprise podcast, where I reach out to people I do not know, engage with friends, all for the purpose of learning about them, learning about what they care about, why they care about what they're doing, what they're engaged with from across multiple different industries and multiple different vantage points and viewpoints, all for the purpose of increasing my personal knowledge and kind of thinking outside the box when it comes to my work, my professional career. I want to draw from those sources and I thought you might be interested in hearing as well. So I hope you will join me on this journey. You can find me on YouTube, on Spotify, on Instagram, and on Twitter. Feel free to reach out anytime. I'd love to engage with you. And I hope you enjoy this podcast interview um, engagement journey with me. So for those of you who don't know, which is, you know, I don't know how many, exactly how many listeners I have, but seeing as I have a large family, it's probably about half of you. <laughs> Uh, this is Cambria Jacobson, my younger sister, one of my younger sisters. She lives in Bend, Oregon, and which I find annoying because on Instagram, she's always tagging the cool places she's hanging out and ruining the beautiful Pacific Northwest by encouraging people to move there instead of keeping it rare, like when I was a child. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, she, uh, she works in kind of social and digital marketing and uh, she does like event planning and social media posting and strategy and branding and all that kind of stuff for a variety of different um, small to medium sized businesses. Um, she's worked for some larger uh, individuals before and you can go check out her Instagram and you'll all have her socials and everything obviously and down below in the description and everywhere else. And if you wanna check out and see what some of those are. So the reason we're doing this podcast is actually a last minute recording but the reason we're doing it is uh, twofold. One is I wanted to do one. And two is because yesterday we we have this weekly, uh, well, we try and make it as weekly as possible, a conversation where we'll jump on a Zoom for about an hour or so. And we have a book that we read together and then we'll talk about it and you know kind of catch up on other life things um, on a weekly basis. And so we that was yesterday. And we ended up having what I thought is at least an interesting, and I, the reason I think it's interesting is because I think it's important, conversation about um, both males and females. It was mostly about females because I was asking most of the questions, but uh, kind of asking about confidence in yourself and discussing confidence in yourself and how to, yeah, you know, I don't know, how one can, one can and should be thinking about that. And I'll give a little background. But before I do that, Cambria, was there anything, is there anything um, off the top of mind that you wanted to say or that I left out that you feel like the great and mighty masses that of this podcast ought to know? No, I think, I think you pretty much covered it. Okay. Thank you for the introduction. Happy to be yes. here. <laughs> yes. You can correct me later. <laughs> no. I'd be um, like, I can't believe you didn't mention him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, messed up again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, all right. So we are currently reading Only Cry for the Living, uh, Memos from Inside the ISIS Battlefield, written by Hollies McKay. And she uh, was is a journalist, and she was in Iraq um, during kind of the whole 2014, 15, 16, 17 uh, kind of rise of ISIS and through that whole time period. And she's writing about a lot of the stories and the people that she ran into and the things that she saw. And so it's a very deep, impactful 
book. Um, it's very sobering and there's all you, at least so far, we're, we're only a little ways in, but there's a lot of trauma, um, which one is of course to expect, but it can be, a, it can be a lot when that's at least so far, the majority of what the book is covering. And as we were discussing it, we were talking about the mental, one of the reasons it's good to read about things that are traumatic that you might not necessarily be able to do anything about, which is what can make it hard. It becomes so much when you're reading it, the emotional response becomes so much, you kind of end up having to choose, well, to, to kind of shut off your emotional response because it's like, I can't do anything about this. Like, what am I supposed to do? And as we were discussing that, one of the points that, or at least that I brought up was that I think that's why you want to balance what you're reading and what you're taking in with both kind of the positive and encouragement side of things, but then also the more grounding and sober types of things. And so for instance, our previous book was a little bit more lighthearted and a little bit more, or at least heartwarming, <laughs> talking about the friendship between C.S. Lewis and Tolkien. And that was, that was, that was an awesome book. That was, that was really good. And now we're engaging this like, you know, deeper, more sobering uh, content. And that got me thinking. So now we're getting into the topic of discussion because as we were talking about that, it triggered something that happened in my mind two or three days ago. And I was on Instagram and I came across uh, a gal's uh, Instagram and I, I follow her or did follow her. I, I'm always rotating like who I'm following, what I'm paying attention to, but I really support what she's doing, what she stands for. And I was a fan of what she was up to. And she did this post uh, basically talking about how she struggles with getting on Instagram or getting online and kind of feeling like there's an issue with comparison and comparing herself to girls and feeling like she's not skinny enough. She's not fit enough. She's not, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever the whole list of things. And it honestly, uh, it bothered me a lot, uh, because she, at least from my perspective, all right, you know, everybody has different types and different points of view, of course, but at least generally speaking, at least relative to my perspective, she's very attractive. She is very thin, which is one of the things she was talking about. You know, she, she's cute. Like she's got nice, cute outfits. And that's most of what she posts in terms of the pictures and her content and captions are good and things like that. And so it really bothered me because if someone who, you know, is an influencer who is uh, attractive and does work out, does take care of herself, et cetera, et cetera, is struggling with comparison of not being skinny and all this other stuff to me, it, I, it made me mad a little bit because I was like, if that's what you're struggling with, then what the heck am like, how can I help you with that? Right there? I don't see how there's a solution to that. And so I expressed this uh, frustration to Cambria on our call yesterday. And so, so anyway, so we'll get back. I'm going to, we're going to try and recreate that conversation because I thought it was at least helpful and interesting and enlightening. And hopefully the rest of you all can feel the same way. <laughs> um, so Cambria, uh, when <laughs> now it's your turn. Um, when, when I mentioned <laughs> that, <laughs> when I mentioned that, what, what was the first thing that came to your mind when I expressed my, and I, I'm still trying to figure out how to properly word my frustration, but at least when I expressed it, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Well, I guess I had a couple thoughts right off the bat. Um, 
something, well, an aspect of that, that I appreciate you brought up was, Hey, as Christ followers, aren't we supposed to be content with the image we have? We are supposed to be bearing his image more or less. And whether that's in a spiritual sense, but I think that kind of, you pointed out that that kind of flows into your perspective of self. So I appreciated you also mentioned that aspect of it, but also as a woman, it's sort of, it's, I'm so accustomed to hearing that, that it's, it's, um, it's, it's every day. I don't know a single woman who doesn't struggle with some kind of mild to severe insecurity, body, body image dysmorphia across the board. It doesn't matter how beautiful, how fit, how healthy you are, how skinny you are, you struggle with it to some extent or other. So when you said, oh yeah, she's a great influencer. She is fit. She's healthy. She's got gorgeous fashion sense. She's absolutely beautiful. Just naturally a beautiful human being even by society standards, impossible standards. Um, it's no surprise that, yeah, she would, to me, that she would make, even make a post and make it public that, hey, I've been struggling with these insecurities. Okay. Because it is a pretty big, it is a pretty big issue for every woman. Okay. And I'm speaking from the women's perspective. I'm sure men as well struggle with insecurities. So what? don't, don't make that no, sound no, too no. blanket. Men are, men are tough. <laughs> <laughs> no insecurities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, no. So <laughs> what, what upset me about it was it, it, it made me feel like if someone who is all of these great things is feeling the exact opposite of those great things, then what in the world can, you know, I, I, I feel like I can't help you with that because I, the, the truth is, that you are not those things right or and that in that you are attractive blah 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 you know taking care of yourself whatever that means right for different body types and all that kind of thing um I, you know but you don't feel that way how am i supposed to help you feel something that is you know factually true <laughs> and like what can like it, as a guy you know and if i was interacting with any girl i don't interact with this girl but i'm saying interacting with any girl like you know, it, it's for me, it felt like you're setting the bar, the struggle bar, like an inch off the ground. It's like you're, you're, you're struggling with the things that you literally <laughs> don't have a problem with. And if that's what you're already struggling with, then how the heck are you supposed to, you know, help other people or better yourself in the ways that maybe you could actually improve, you know, in whatever ways that might be to you personally, whether it's in, you know, physical or you know emotional or mental or whatever um so i don't know do you have any thoughts on that well it's interesting because our conversation ended up pouring into another conversation i had later that same day with a friend of mine and as we were talking about the concept of beauty and attractiveness and why do women feel this way is it just society is it just media because i think we point a lot to media and social media and yet there's a lot more available photoshopped images because we all know it's not real. We all know it's not real, but it doesn't matter if you, if you know it's not real, it still looks really great. And almost looking really great on the internet has become a little bit more important even than looking that way in real life. So I think media has made it maybe more apparent of a problem, but I think the problem has been around for a while. So I don't think it's fair to blame it on media. Women have been insecure since the beginning of time. So the more we talked about it, the more it kind of came to both of our attention that, um, more or less beauty is has begun kind of evolved into a commodity of sorts and 
you can argue that and go like, oh, I treat everyone all the same. But as a woman, you know, you get treated, you see, you feel yourself get treated. If, you, if you're dressed cuter, if you're more attractive, depending on the environment, it doesn't need, you don't need to be, you know, out at a bar at midnight to notice, oh, guys treat me a lot better. Even women treat me a lot better. The more attractive I am, the more put together I am. You're given more attention. You're given more time. You're given more consideration. So you begin to view your beauty as a commodity. And then on top of the comparison game you play, then it feels like an asset you need to have. Because we were both talking and something she brought up that I really appreciated. She said, yeah, I used to be insecure in XYZ ways. And then someone in my life began to give me compliments for the first time. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. And then I realized it didn't get me what I wanted, which was to be in a relationship with this person. Didn't matter that he thought I was beautiful if he didn't want to be with me. And then my beauty in that sense lost its value. And I didn't care if he thought I was beautiful. I wanted him to value me as a person. So women, I think, view their beauty as an asset to get what they want, which is not just necessarily attention, but value. Does that make sense? You're kind of replacing that human relationship value or, hey, I value as a person with this temporary beauty and physical looks statistic in between the two of them. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. Um, and I guess to a point that I at least feel like I want, one should consider is, you know, that's a great example of this friend of yours who, even when she got mm -hmm. what she, you know, in theory thought she wanted, right. It didn't work out. And I think what, 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 obviously, I guess I should preface everything that we've ever said about the topic with like, obviously I think men should be gentlemen and should be honoring <laughs> ladies appropriately and vice versa. Um, so, but <laughs> that being said is on some level or another, if, if you are predicating your, you know, your, your attitude, your spirit, you know, your energy, whatever various form it takes on for you, um, if you're predicating that on whether or not you, someone thinks you're attractive or someone else thinks you're attractive or on something on Instagram or whatever, then you, mm -hmm. you, you, you are aligning yourself with something that you don't control. And I think that's one of the reasons it bothers me mm -hmm. is you're, you're essentially giving power to this external entity instead of taking that and making it yours. And I'm not saying this isn't, this is easy and it's not like a constant battle. Like, you know, I struggle with maybe varying forms of it at, you know, I don't know, like at work, it's like, if I don't get, you know, praise for doing well on a good job, it's like, that's, you know, I find that, you know, annoying and like, oh man, you know, or something along those lines. Right. So I'm not saying there aren't various iterations of it, you know, in different factors and forms of life. Um, but it, when it comes, like, if you're, you're giving that entity, that external entity, that power, instead of taking it and making it your own, where you're assessing yourself based on the things that you have chosen to care about and you've chosen to identify as your own priorities. Why, you know, is that unfair? Is that just like an unrealistic or too, uh, you know, cut and dried approach? I think if all women did that, then yes, there would be a massive change. I think the odds of all women doing that are... <laughs> next to nothing but i think if as a woman again i'm speaking specifically to the women not to discount the men that do also struggle with insecurity but i think yes as a woman if you're realigning yourself and going like i don't care what other people think i know i'm not enough and that's okay i'm not trying to be enough for everyone 
I am happy with what's made me a unique individual. I'm happy with the gifts God has blessed me with, with the physical attributes that God has blessed me with. Because that's another thing that was brought up in the discussion with a friend. Uh, the point that God created everyone. I mean, you look at nature, everything is so snowflakes, so individual, so beautifully crafted, so unique, so full of variation. And I think humans are that way as well. But instead, there's almost this condition to be all similar. And because we can't all be the similar same single line type of creation, I think to a certain extent, we are going against our own very own nature. And that's part of the reason where there's that insecurity and almost that conflict that comes from. Um, and there's a lot of societal cliches as well, as far as what a guy should look like with what girl should look like. For instance, if a guy is taller than a woman in a relationship, yeah, some people are totally fine with that. A lot of people are like, mm, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit weird. Whether or not you express that opinion, most people won't express that opinion, but a lot of people will have that opinion, especially if the girl's a lot taller than the guy. Why do we have that reaction? Why is that a societal need that, hey, you should be with someone who's taller than you? And that, of course, go without going into too much detail. Obviously, that goes into a lot of different other variations, but it's that same almost pushback against, okay, there's this variation or something a little bit different, which I think also adds another layer to all of us. Yeah, basically almost pushing back against our very, the way we were created to be by pushing back against what makes us unique and what makes us special and individual. Yeah, no, I, that part makes sense. Why do you think that it's so hard to kind of, I don't know, take that power, take that control? Because to me, it's like, if, if you don't do that, and again, this is just me expressing frustration from maybe more of an external point of view, um, or maybe also like this, I, I mean, I believe that the principle can be applied to any individual. Um, but if, you know, if those are the sorts of things that you're struggling with, allowing yourself to struggle with or choosing to think about or whatever, you know, that process is like for you, then to, in, at least in my mind, you're setting yourself up to be nonstop miserable. And like, why, mm -hmm. why, why would you choose to live like that? And it is when you're living that, <laughs> it is miserable. Absolutely. It is miserable when you wake up every day and you go, oh, I don't measure up or I'm not enough or I'm never going to be those things. Yeah, absolutely. There's always this voice in the back of your head that goes, mm, could do better. And obviously there's in things you're insecure about that you can't change or you can't do something about. But I think there's a lot of them that you can do something about. And I think as far as being attractive to other people goes, I think a lot of that gets put down to confidence and you don't necessarily need to be a size. I'm not even going to say a size, but you don't have to be the perfect size to be attractive to other people. I've seen my friends go from being like, eh, to when they're really confident, like absolutely gorgeous, incredible people. But when they're feeling insecure, you can see it. And then when they're confident, they don't have to change anything about themselves except their confidence. And there's such a it's that's very empowering, but that's a choice the individual has to make. And obviously, if you if that's based on other people's reaction towards you, it's going to make you feel even more insecure because eventually you're not going to get that reaction from other people, and that then that will send you spiraling. So, do you think that do you, do you think that choice is hard to make? Well, I mean, I believe it's, I think I if you see it as because a of choice. yes, it is a choice. It is a choice. I think. <laughs> I think, again, it, okay, so I agree with you in that it is a choice. However, I do you want to put the disclaimers and yes, you can still tell as a woman that you could treat it better when you are more attractive. So there's, there are worldly consequences that I don't think are going to change, Of course, but not. hopefully your 
confidence isn't built on those worldly consequences. But yes, I, I think if you see it as a one-time choice, yes, it's very difficult. If you see it as an everyday, I'm going to stop picking apart the things that I can't change or that I don't like. And I'm going to start celebrating and pressing into the sides of me that I do like. And if I don't have any right now, I'm going to look into that and I'm going to create some, I'm going to find some, and I mean some outside physical attributes as well. Cause I think when we put all the emphasis on how you appear physically, again, you could be the most beautiful woman in the world and have terrible days. But if you have hobbies, you're really interested in, if you've got relationships, you're really invested and cared for within, I think that goes, makes a massive difference in your confidence and by effect, your attractiveness, your beauty, things that make you an interesting person. I, I think I, this is a really cliche, <laughs> this is a really cliche example, but I look at a woman like Amal, uh, Amal Clooney, I believe they are, she's married, like gorgeous, classy, very intelligent woman. But what I like, I mean, and I'm sure she is not a perfect person, so it's not like I know her personally, but I love seeing them together. I loved watching that relationship to a certain extent because I thought there was just such a, Audrey Hepburn's another great example. Yes, she's very beautiful, but her story, what she's been through, what she did with her life beyond just coming, showing up, being like, I'm a cute little actress. I think that's what's really powerful moving and what makes her really timeless, classic, attractive person. So I think you can also improve your looks by improving your personality, improving your interests. Be so excited about how interesting of a person you are that you don't care if someone doesn't find you attractive because you have all these other things in your life. You go, hey, I'm confident about this. Who I am as a person is incredible. It doesn't matter that you don't find me attractive because that's the least interesting thing about me. And it's okay if you don't have value in that. I don't need you to have value in that because I have value in these other things. Yeah, it makes sense. I hear that. <laughs> uh, one of the, the things that, actually when we were first discussing this yesterday was you know and towards the beginning of it i asked about a particular you know senior individual that we knew who's an awesome go-getter person um and mm -hmm. i was like well do you really think that she, you know she struggles with you know insecurities and you're like yeah totally i've actually heard her make comments or whatever and i was like oh well <laughs> i guess i was wrong or would have gotten that one wrong mm -hmm. on the multiple choice exam uh, and the further we talked about it and you were saying that it, it's, it was disappointing for you or to you, uh, to have that kind of, to discover that a, a, a role model, at least of sorts, um, kind of was, you know, kind of had these negative perceptions mm -hmm. or perspectives. And I think the question that I ended up asking you towards the end and, you know, as we were continuing to discuss it was, well then like, what's the, what's the matter with you choosing to be that role model <laughs> um, for your own life and then for the people eventually that you come into contact with and or will be a senior role model for eventually. <laughs> um, so not for a long time, you're still very young, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's why I have white hair, but. <laughs> um, um, so anyway, so yeah, so I, you know, do you have any <laughs> thoughts about that? you know, and I don't know if that's a helpful perspective to have where it's a, you know what, I don't see any role models around me necessarily, mm -hmm. whoever me is, right? But you know what, I'm gonna choose to be this kind of person, A, because that's the kind of person that I want to be, B, because I believe those sorts of people can and should and do exist. And I know that because 
that's who I am. So I'm at least one. Um, is that like a, I don't know, maybe that's too visionary or, you know, uh, I don't know, too visionary of a way of looking at it, but is that, you know, do you have any thoughts on that part? No, I, I think if you can, if at all possible, move towards the healthy side of body image and placing your value in more important things. Yeah, that is absolutely really inspiring. The same way in that it's, I guess, almost in a backward sort of way, it's inspiring to me when I see my friends who are skinnier and healthier and in my opinion more beautiful than I am talk about their insecurities it makes me go hey hold up if I can be confident looking like this you can be confident looking like that so where's the missing link um and I think yeah I think it is very contagious when you're around someone who rocks who they are physically since we are talking about again physical things but also you know I, I just to circle back it's really not all about physical looks if all you're trying to do is find confidence in how you look physically odds are that's something you've placed at the top of the list for confidence and that's i think the biggest problem because until you change that until your confidence is in something else it's you're always going to be disappointed i remember i was talking to someone on the phone a couple of years ago someone who kind of a mutual friend was trying to set us up and i realized a phone call or two in I wasn't interested for some semi-serious concerns. So I, was like, so I told him, I was trying to be very nice, but hey, love to be your friend if you want to be friends. But right now I don't see this going anywhere. And I'll never forget what he said because it's hilarious and could have really hurt my confidence at the time because I was not dating a lot and it was someone who was interested, you know, it was exciting. I remember because he goes, okay, well, call me in a few years when you're alone at 40 with a bunch of cats. <laughs> and <laughs> just really offensive because obviously it'd be with a bunch of dogs, but, <laughs> but went from, you know, really nice, interested to completely. And I still think that's hilarious. And if my confidence was built on that guy approving of who I was and asserting who I was and going, affirming who I was and going, yeah, you're a really great human being. That would have really been hard to hear. But now I'm like, no, I mean, <laughs> like in the last uh, year or so, I picked up dirt biking. I'm working on other hobbies and things that I'm interested in. So that, hey, even if I die alone at 40 or with 40 cats, I can't remember if it was at 40 or if I had 40 cats in this fake scenario, I don't care because I have all these other things that add meaning and interest and value to my life that are so much more important than physical looks. <laughs> it's, it sounds like you're just trying to die before you reach 40. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, if I keep writing, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so like, and that's, that's the kind of thing, like, maybe I could speak to like that, you know, that sort of guy. It's like, yeah, can you apologize for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry that a loser exists somewhere in the world. Um, yeah, it's just like, thank you. Like, pathetic people are going to be pathetic. And like, obviously, that's, you know, maybe he was hurt because he was interested or whatever reason, right? That's not an excuse to then hurt people like, you know, our one of our dad's most, you know, one of many awesome sayings is that hurting people hurt people, right? And at some point you have to choose not to be the person that's hurting because the domino effect has to stop with you. 
Um, and so, you know, regardless of why he was acting out, it's like, you're going to run into people that act out and you're going to, because the world is full of people who are not of the exact same, you know, worldview, personality, body type, you know, you name it, the world is full of people that are not that. And so you're going to run into that at all points in your life. Mm -hmm. And if you, and that goes back to like giving them power, like don't give a person who was at the very least immature um, and silly any power. And it's like, and, and, and no external person can take, you know, can, can step between that power and you, right? It's like, you have to choose to say no to that. You have to choose to reject, you know, this person's influence or that guy's influence, that girl's influence. It's like that part still has to be, and that's where it goes down to like the choice part is like, you know, I can, you know, in our relationship, you know, haven't really had to do this, you know, too much. <laughs> um, uh, but it's like, you know, I can only say like, no, that dude's a loser. <laughs> you shouldn't listen to him. Right. At the end of the day, like you have to choose to accept that, mm -hmm. you know, for yourself, just because I say it doesn't mean that it's, you know, of course I should say that, um, you know, in the course of us having a conversation about it or but, something. But I have to choose to believe that and go, Hey, that has nothing to do with who I am as a person. Yeah, exactly. Everything to do with his love of cats. Yeah. And it's like, also like, don't get, I think big picture. Um, yeah, yeah, he shouldn't hate on cats. Um, I also think big picture is <laughs> you shouldn't get disappointed. Like don't let yourself get disappointed when you run into those kinds of people, because most of the time they're the majority of people mostly. And I, I don't, I'm not saying that like, you know, necessarily saying that the whole world's horrible. I'm just saying that the majority of people in the world are not going to connect with you, you know, due to your uniqueness and specialness that, you know, you were talking about earlier in the podcast, like there's only so much out there that's mm -hmm. going to connect with that. Um, and so many people out there that mm -hmm. are going to connect with that. Um, so, so mm -hmm. yeah, anyway, that's, I don't know. Do you have any further thoughts on like the choice part or response part? Other than the choice part is a lot easier when you have other things to fill that empty space with. I, it's almost impossible, I think, to keep that side of your heart, I guess, protected if it's not filled with other, with other things. Again, how did you go things about, that make you an interesting person. How did you go about finding, you know, your things? And like, even like a good example is the dirt biking. Cause it's not like, that's not really the type of person that you were, you know, as like a little kid or whatever growing up. So like, how did you find the things that, you know, fill that for you? I think it started when I moved uh, background, I moved to Virginia for a very brief amount of time and then moved back to Bend. I think it started with me going, okay, I'm only going to be here a year and really want to see things that I haven't seen before. As far as being outdoors go, I started hiking a bunch and I didn't have a bunch of new friends. And then as I started to make new friends, hiking and being outside was a really easy way to connect paddle boarding, kayaking, all that, all that fun stuff. It's a really great and easy way to connect with new friends here. So then I started doing that and go, actually, I really like this. I really enjoy being outdoors. And I've never been a huge outdoorsy person, but I think that's also because I'd had a lot of friends growing up. They're like, mm, you're just kind of a girly girl. Just kind of wrote me off on that side, honestly. Whether or not it was intentional, I remember always feeling like that. Like, oh, I'm just kind of a girly girl. I can't really do that kind of stuff. And then I met one of my good friends now who dirt bikes and I liked how, I thought it was so cool that she did it. I liked how passionate she was about it. And it was so far outside of my comfort zone. I think a big part of that was me trying to prove something honestly to myself and to other people going like, hey, no, you can be beautiful and feminine and also 
be interested in an extreme sport like that. And long story, but I have a genetic condition where my knees dislocate super easy. So I'm not able to do things like play volleyball or run or play soccer. I'm not able to, my knees will just pop right out. So I was really excited to find, a, especially an extreme sport that I could do and really have a very steep learning curve with that would be challenging mentally and physically to me. And then also kind of challenge those, I feel like norms of, cause I've always, I've always wanted to be both. I wanted to be respected in both areas. So, and that's, that's what I was super interested in. It took a really long time. I'm still scared out of my mind. Sometimes some of the places we go, like it's still challenging. It's not, it's not a cakewalk, but I really enjoy it. And I feel like a big part of my heart and soul is now poured into that sport, which I love. And that may not be everyone's thing. It might be something else, but I tried a bunch of things before I found the ones that I really loved. And also for me, all the ones that I kind of ended up with like hiking and being outdoors, they're all things that I can do with people. And that also helped me with relationships because then I found people who are passionate about the same things. So that also helped the social aspect of my life as well. Cause I was no longer like, Oh, I can't do all these things. I was like, Hey, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this or this? We've got options, um, which helped me connect with people as well. Do you expect those things to change over time as you near 40 <laughs> or <laughs> Um, you know, just like you're 40 with my cat. <laughs> yeah, when are you going to buy your first cat? For the record, I don't have any cats. Never wanted a cat. I don't have a cat. <laughs> I saw a cute. No, I today. don't expect they will. It's not worth it. Dogs are so much cuter. Yeah, but my condo is too small. Did you get it? No, no. I, it was somebody else's cat, okay. but it was very, it, it made me want a little kitty. Right. <laughs> um, sorry, <laughs> but yeah, so, no, I don't expect they're going to change, especially not dirt biking, unless I get seriously knock on wood, unless I get seriously injured again, and then I could see it. I don't know. Actually, I don't think my last injury really discouraged me from doing that, so maybe not. Yeah, certainly well, not dirt yeah. biking, and honestly, certainly not hiking or anything like that. Yes. Well, your last injury wasn't exactly due to dirt biking; it was due to not being wearing the appropriate equipment <laughs> it was a freak accident <laughs> <laughs> yes yes um well so i mean the only other thing i was thinking oh. in terms of <laughs> that expansion and like taking that forward is i actually think that that's where at least right now for for what we're doing in terms of reading the books and it doesn't have to be reading books like watching shows like podcasts like whatever the thing is is like we're still it's not as if now all you're doing is you know dirt biking and working and paddleboarding right it's like no you're doing those things but then you're also still including new aspects of you know your experience like reading books like the ones that we're reading together sorry microphone um like the ones that we're reading together and so like that's still influencing that that, that growth trajectory and that maturation trajectory, at least I think. And so I feel like that continues to mm -hmm. build on top of that foundation of maturing and confidence and self-awareness as, as a result of kind of a, the continued new input, but then also the quality of that input. Um, I don't know. Have you thought about that much? Mm -hmm. No, I think when you're able to hit it from multiple sides, again, if you're seeing this as a solution to the I am insecure side of you, um, I think that's, in, that's incredibly helpful. Absolutely. But also 
do it in a way that works for you and that you're passionate about. I tried for the longest time to do things that I saw other girls doing that were, that added interest to them as a person, but it wasn't, there weren't things I was passionate about. And eventually like give it a week, give it two weeks, give it three months. I always eventually stopped doing it. And I always feel kind of burnt out and kind of just discouraged because it what weren't actually things that I was interested in particular. I had to try a lot of different things and fail a lot of times before I found things that kind of started that hamster wheel of I'm passionate about this. Yep. Okay. So that leads me to my next question, which I think I have an answer to, but I'm curious what you think first, which is, Okay. Is there an element to this process of trying to find other things, pursue other things where it could be said that you are just trying to kind of cover up how you actually feel, right? And so it's more of a band-aid approach and you're distracting yourself from how you actually actually feel. You know, what would your response be to that kind of question and or I guess criticism? It started out for me as a band-aid approach for sure. I came back from Virginia feeling extremely insecure about the way I looked physically. My health was terrible. I was dealing with a lot of health problems that I didn't even talk to anyone about until literally a couple of years later. It was a very difficult place mentally, spiritually. I just, nothing felt like it measured up anything. So yeah, it did start out as a band-aid approach, but I think to some extent or other, once you continually do that and it becomes not just a habit or obligation, but something that you look forward to, I think eventually it makes that switch. But yeah, I think you do have to do it a little bit as a band-aid approach until you, your body adapts naturally to that and goes, oh, wait, when we do this, we are happier. We do feel more confident. We do feel more fulfilled. Okay. What would you say your answer is to that question? Well, I, the way I was thinking of it is... Uh, for, I mean, I love your answer. I think that's a really insightful perspective. Um, but the way that I was also thinking of it was kind of what is the sacrifice? What is, what's better, right? Is it to be compare, comparing yourself constantly, be unhappy with yourself and be miserable? Or is it to try and replace those things with these external you know, or not external, these additional other options uh, that maybe are at the beginning are about distracting yourself, but then become genuine. Um, but either way, you know, pursuing something, trying and failing, exploring, which I think is innate to human nature is we, we want to create, we want to explore, we want to discover, um, we want to be active. And pursuing those things, even if you have disappointments, like, oh, this failed, oh, I got burned out doing that. It's like that journey and that process is still healthier and better than a journey than being on the comparison and I'm miserable journey, which is not really a journey, unless no. I guess it could be a downward journey. But um, that's kind of like what I was thinking, or at least that's what was circulating in my head. Um, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, it's like, I, I want the, I would hope that the, you know, this conversation and people listening to it are, understand that A, it's coming from, you know, obviously two young people um, getting close to our forties. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> who, who are, you know, trying to figure this out for themselves in a lot of ways and want people to feel encouraged and enlightened as opposed to feeling like the only answer is 
you know, being discouraged, being, you know, feeling trapped by this ever, you know, encircling uh, whirlpool of, you know, social media and expectations and society this, society that, and, you know, whatever else, um, and feeling like you can't get out of it. And, you know, I believe that mm -hmm. we can get out of it. And I think that that has to start with us because society isn't really necessarily going to change, right? You know, external feelings of mm -hmm. or internal feelings of human nature are not going to change. Um, you know, like external realities are not really going to change. You know, 250 years ago, thin women felt super, you know, like they were out of place, right? Nobody was painting them. <laughs> so, it's like, you know, so yeah, there's always going to be elements. I like that. Nobody was painting them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, there were elements of, you know, of every society in which various elements of that society was feeling marginalized or, you know, outcast or whatever. Like, that's never going to change. In 250 years from now, it could mm -hmm. be something completely different. And, you know, your answer to that yeah. can't be, oh, I'm miserable. Um, unless like you want to be miserable and like, there has to be a better path. Like there has to be. And of course, you know, we believe that. And that's why I brought up the foundation part of it, starting with you is be and you brought up the aspect of your uniqueness, right? Because we believe we're, you know, uh, we believe that we're created in the image of God, right? We believe that there is uniqueness there and that there is something of value that exists outside of any external perspective whatsoever. Um, of course, external perspective can be helpful and can mm -hmm. be supportive, but it, it, you still can't rely on that to find your validation um, because you're going to end up being disappointed on some level or another or at some point or another. So hopefully people feel, you know, encouraged and like, hey, there's other people out there that are, you know, thinking about this and trying to figure out an answer. And at least to some extent or another, you know, we have found you know, various degrees of answers. And I think that's part of what being on the journey is all about is you're discovering the next level of answer as you go on your journey. And so, you know, you're not struggling with the exact same thing. You may not be struggling with the exact same thing today that you were two, three years ago when you moved back from Virginia, but you're struggling with a different variation on the theme mm -hmm. or, you know, so you, even when you're solve, you've solved an issue, there's always going to be additional new problems or doubts or concerns that are going to surface there's always something that's going to come up yeah like, you look at your injury you're you yeah, know, there's your always going to be example. something that comes. Mm -hmm. uh, see that right? that's funny i'm glad you actually bring that up because that brought up a whole another level of insecurities that i had no idea that existed that also to a certain extent had nothing to do with what i how i looked like physically even though <laughs> this is funny, I was in the hospital. I, I broke my foot very severely and they'd given me a lot of pain meds. So I was a little bit out of it. And I forgot about this till later, but I was crying from pain, but also cause it was very loopy. And I remember saying to my friend, I'm going to get fat cause I can't work out. And she was like, Karen, that is the least of your worries right now. <laughs> And I'm not going to, I was like, don't let me eat a bunch of junk food and get fat. She told me that later. Like, I'm so sorry I put you in that position. I was like, I don't know why that's where my mind went. I really wasn't worried about it, but apparently subconscious came was worried about that. So, but, but didn't, <laughs> yay. <laughs> but I did have to deal with a bunch of other insecurities that had to do with, okay, I noticed a lot of several relationships I had were based on what I could provide, how I could show up physically, things that I could do for them. And I noticed that did make me feel insecure. I didn't realize 
how much I would miss out on those because I wasn't able to show up physically. I wasn't able to walk for three months just for context. So yeah, different things will happen, but I don't feel as much anymore that those were a little bit more tricky, I guess, to fight insecurity wise, but I don't, I wouldn't say I struggle with insecurity anymore. I'll definitely have moments of feeling insecure, feeling inadequate, but also at the end of the day, going back to, okay, releasing control. There's so much I can't change. And there's so much I am proud of and I'm happy with, and that is enough. So it doesn't feel as much like as I don't, by the grace of God, don't feel that anymore of the everyday waking up. Oh, I don't measure up. Not there's not moments, but it's not an everyday battle anymore like that. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that story. It's a great story because, um, yeah. And that goes to my point. It's like <laughs> you, we are all on a journey and it doesn't stop. And so, you know, that's why it's mm. important to keep your head up and understand. Like, I think if you can understand that and appreciate it, then, or I think if you can understand that, then you can appreciate where you're at because where you're at is so far from where you used to be. And that's the whole point is you are gaining maturity. You are gaining, you're becoming stronger. Like you walking through, you know, and I even told this to you when you first broke your foot, I was like, I guess it's an opportunity to, you know, discover a whole bunch of new things and, you know, figure it out, right. You, you, you might not enjoy it, but it happened and, you know, it happened for a reason, at least I believe, right. We believe. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what are those reasons? And maybe some of those reasons are so that you could walk through some of the insecurities and relationship understandings that you walked through that now make you stronger as an individual today than you would have been if you hadn't gone through that. Um, so, so yay. Good job, Cambria. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, proud. but also one, one quick note as well. I know we're wrapping up here, but I, I, I did have, I just, I just, the thought just also popped into my head. Cause you said, I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but again, speaking from a woman's perspective about other women, um, I have read a lot about what the Bible says specifically about jealousy and how toxic it is and how destructive it is. And that is something at least meant to would say, have like, have a zero tolerance policy for the second you feel jealous or insecure because of the way someone else looks, literally call it out and yourself and go, mm, no, absolutely. Not only am I not going to entertain that thought, I'm going to now start repeating positive things to myself about this person. Cause that's something, again, you could be the most gorgeous woman in the world, but if you let that will eat a part of you. And I'm saying like, if you allow the tiniest bit of jealousy in your heart, in your mind, if you entertain it for a second, that will corrode everything about who you are as a person and also will make you miserable more than anything else. And I find something that helps with that is be really active about complimenting, engaging, and being kind to all of the women around you. Look around, go, hey, how, what's something really beautiful, incredible, physical, or an interest of theirs that I really admire about them, but that they probably don't get complimented on very often train yourself to see those things in other people and specifically in other women and start encouraging and calling that out in the best sort of way. Because once you start getting into that habit, I found that's been really helpful for me to where I see a woman, especially one who is so much more beautiful than I am, instead of going like, oh, this makes me less of a person going, oh, I love this about them. That's so cool. You've got your lane. I've got my lane. I love what you're doing. That's really helpful as well. Cause that's yeah. just gonna, that's gonna, it doesn't matter how, again, how interesting if you're, if you allow that for just entertain it for even a second, that that's really, really destructive. Don't be yeah. jealous. <laughs> 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 that will ruin everything for you. And yeah, you're just going to be miserable. Yeah. Just miserable. No, it's a and nobody wants that. Good reminder. 
Um, yeah, it's like you're gonna you're gonna struggle one way or the other. You should, or at least we highly recommend uh, you struggle forward or onward and upward, as opposed to struggling because you're just sliding downward. Yeah. So, cool. Uh, well, yes. Mm -hmm. It's time to wrap up because I have a work meeting to go to and I know you've got a life now. Um, <laughs> so any uh, any last words or where can people find you? Anything along those lines that you want to share? Yeah, if you want to connect, my Instagram is Cambria underscore Jacobson. Britain follows me. So if you follow Britain, you can find me there. Love to talk more about this if you have any questions. Um, but yeah, also be encouraged that everyone's going everyone is feeling the same things. So stop doing what everyone else is doing. It's not working. Find what works for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like really everyone else is in gear. So maybe stop trying to be like everyone else. It's not working for them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody. We, uh, I will catch you again soon, hopefully, and look forward to, uh, look forward to all the reviews, all the like button smashes and all the fun stuff like that. So that I know <laughs> that I'm doing an awesome job and that you like Cambria. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay, guys, I don't want to feel insecure after this. Please listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, we're staking our emotional health on it. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks everybody. <laughs> <laughs>